What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we get a little bit freaky. Ooh, she. A little bit slinky. Oh, shit. A little bit. <laughs> a, a little bit curvy. Oh, shit. <laughs> a freakily. <laughs> Shamika, <laughs> Keisha, Tyler. Uh, if y'all can't tell, we're in good moods today. We're in good spirits. Yeah, today. I mean, today we're today's a we're recording a little bit later than usual, and I think maybe both of us have passed our threshold where we're a little loopy, a little perhaps bit. Just, just a tad bit, just this is, a skosh. This is just unfiltered. It's raw. <laughs> this is um podcasting after dark where we get um dare i say a little bit oh. how many times am i gonna say a little bit i'm sorry i just realized i was like oh okay i was like oh shit she gonna do it again she gonna I can't, get with another one. i can't stop a drink take a shot every time i say a little bit you're Dude, dead don't kill the homies <laughs> hold on wait sorry. a minute wait a minute um legally we cannot say that that is actual advice no. That this is not a publicly endorsed game. I'm just saying, if you wanted to up up the ante a little bit, um, you could try if you'd like. <laughs> but we, it's not on us. It's this not. is this is already like sounding like our St. Patrick's Day episode. Again. Yeah, yeah, I know. Who knew that time had the same effect on us as alcohol did? Alcohol. Who would who would have guessed? Who knew? Not me. Yeah. Not, me? <laughs> not not I. Um, but yeah, we are talking about the movie Freaky today. Mm-hmm. This is a more recent film, 2020, to be exact. Mm-hmm. And this is a first time watch, correct? For yes. both. Yes. Oh, for both. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um had never seen this movie the whole way through. Okay. Um, I think I I saw like a scene from it, and I can't remember what it why or like what it was on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see a scene from it, and I was really really interested in seeing it. And for some reason, I just never like I I almost forgot about it until you brought it up. Yeah, I had forgotten about this movie too. To be honest, I, don't, I feel like maybe I was scroll. Honestly, I think I was scrolling through Netflix or not. Sorry, HBO, and like it popped up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I never actually watched that movie, but mm-hmm. I did. I was like you. I wanted to because at the time I saw the concept and I thought it was interesting. But admittedly, I stopped myself and I wanted to see what other people thought about the movie first, and then. Gotcha. I was hearing nothing but good things at the time, so it piqued mm-hmm. my interest. But then life does what life tends to do, which is get out of hand and away from you. And I just never got around to actually watching right. it until now. Um, but uh, 
not too mad at it. Uh, got got to let the movie breathe for a little bit, and now yeah. we're tackling it finally. Got to let it age, um, and you know, build up, build up hype. Well, did it? Because we both kind of forgot about it. So I don't know if it built up hype for us, but I do think I like when you mention it again. I was just as excited to Mm -hmm. check it out as I was previously and I agree I remember watching the trailer and feeling like it was a movie that I probably would enjoy but I will say the one thing that caused me a little bit of trepidation was I am not particularly a fan of movies where people either switch bodies or switch places they make me very very stressed it's not usually an enjoyable experience for me Hmm. um were you not a fan of the original freaky friday then or i was a fan of it but i still so i'm gonna be honest i used to i used to we're getting real in podcast (laughs) after dark right now holy shit all right hit us with it what's up when I watched the or the old like Freaky Friday, I used to skip around um, a lot. Like I used to skip scenes <gasps> and I also did that for the parent trap in the parent <gasps> trap. I used to watch all the way through when they're at camp and then I used to skip until they revealed until they got to like the hotel and they revealed that they had been like pretending to be the other person. Um, I used to do that with switching goals as well. Mary Kate and Ashley, you know the vibes. Uh, anytime, anytime Tia and Tamara pulled that bullshit on Sister Sister, <laughs> baby, that was a must miss for me. I was like, I can't handle the pressure. It, it's, it makes me so like nervous. Mm-hmm. It, something about it makes me very 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 tense it's the it's the secondhand anxiety because there's always that moment you know where they're just messing everything up right for the other person and you and me i feel like i'm in their shoes like i feel like i'm trying to come up with something on the fly Mm -hmm. and it's just not working and it makes me very stressed out yeah i mean i i can actually kind of understand that coming from a place of like somebody else being in your shoes and you having no control over all the little mischief that they're causing in your life. I could see how that could be stressful actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially for my child, like mm-hmm. mind. Oh my gosh. I honestly think that's what stunted my growth was the stress <laughs> from those films. I was like, I can't, I can't handle this anymore. Um, and so I'm, yeah, I, I still feel that way like I still have this sense when I see these kinds of plot lines I still have that feeling of like oh I don't know if this is gonna be enjoyable or fun for me um so I do think that was a little bit of an element here because I was I was worried that if it didn't play in a certain way I wouldn't enjoy it as much as I should be. Right. Um, so I definitely think that that is something I definitely thought of when I first saw the trailer. Because I was like, oh, this is like a mix of the hot chick and like a, a horror movie. That's what I thought of. Okay. And I couldn't remember if I liked the hot chick or not. <laughs> when I thought that I was like, did I like that movie? I don't know. 
honestly, sitting here in this moment, I don't remember if I like the hot chick either. I know I've watched <laughs> it quite a few times. I don't remember if I liked it. I'd have yeah. to I have to rain check on that one and get back do to you. Do not do not recall. <laughs> Surprisingly, not. and Tia and Tamara in that movie as well. Back on their bullshit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, well then we are in for an interesting discussion then, because I'm curious mm-hmm. with how full-grown adult Erica handled this particular movie. <laughs> yeah. um, that's dabbling in a, uh, I guess, sensitive area for you. Yeah, you're you're wondering if I pulled on my big girl pants and <laughs> sucked it up for this film, or if I had a full breakdown on my couch. Uh, stay tuned to find out on this <laughs> yeah. episode of Homies of Horror. <laughs> okay, well, uh, in that case, should we hop into it and get started? Yes, please. All right, lovely. Well, as you guys know, we are entering into spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But today, as we said, we are talking about Freaky from 2020. Now, this one is directed and written by Christopher Landon, with a writing credit to Michael Kennedy as well. And this one is starring Catherine Newton as Millie, Celeste O'Connor as Nyla, Misha Oshurovic as Josh, and Vince Vaughn as The Butcher. High school can be a difficult time for many teenagers. And 17-year-old Millie Kessler is no exception. Millie has had it rough since her father's passing a year prior. Bullies pester her. Her crush doesn't notice her. And she got stabbed by a maniac with a mythical dagger, swapping their minds into each other's bodies. Now, It is up to the trapped young teen and her close friends Nyla and Josh to stop the maniac masquerading as Millie before he murders again. Insert cold-hearted high schoolers, extra credit wood carvings, and not another teen bloodbath here. Our film concludes with a race against the clock as Millie fights to get her body back before she's trapped in the Butcher for good. Also, Butcher and Booker forever. Roll credits. I want my body back, body back, body. That's all I can think of. Body back, body back. (laughs) I want my body. Please give me my body back. Millie's body back, please. Ooh, <laughs> sultry. Give it to him. I like it. Thank you. Um, also, yes. so the director of this, Christopher Landon, mm-hmm. is Michael Landon's son. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, which is everybody, because I don't <laughs> think I've ever said this to any of you homies before. I'm a pretty big Little House on the Prairie stan. Um, this is, homies, this is news to me as well, actually. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think our fandom actually has a name. We're like li- Little Housers. Little um, Housers. Prairians. I'm not sure. But I went through a period of my life where I was obsessed with Little House on the Prairie mm-hmm. and if anybody knows michael landon that was like pretty sure he like was the creator and producer of it but then he was also at he also acted in it 
Um, but that blew my mind. Like when I went to go look into Christopher Landon, Landon's filmography, that was one of like the fun facts for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, blew my mind. Uh, so I was already a big fan. Right. <laughs> uh, I was already a pretty big fan when I saw that. Like but, then, but then I realized that he has worked in some capacity on, you know, a, a couple films that I that I enjoy because um, he has been a writer on just a writer on some things. He's been just the director on some things and he's been both on other things. But he did Blood and Chocolate, which I feel like I may have mentioned on here before. Mm-hmm. Um, Disturbia, the Paranormal Activities 2, 3, and 4, and the Marked Ones, mm-hmm. and then Happy Death Day to You. Yeah, that was, the, that was the one that I saw that I was like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that this was the same mm-hmm. person who worked on that. Which but it makes it sense. Really, it really, once you know that, and you've seen this movie makes a lot of sense. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. I could definitely see the similarities here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so I thought that that was cool. And also, um, Catherine Newton was in Paranormal Activity 4. So I guess that's kind of where they knew each other from. Because I know Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn were uh, the first choices for the roles mm-hmm. in this film. Um, but that's, yeah, that's where they had previously worked together. And I didn't even realize, I mean, in she was 14 in that Paranormal Activity movie. So obviously she's older now, but I didn't even realize that that, I, I, the whole movie I was like, where have I seen her before? And it was definitely from that. Cause I don't think I've seen any of the other stuff that she's known for. Yeah. I didn't even, it's funny. Cause like, I've like, you know, I love the Paranormal Activities, but yeah, I didn't even clock that either. Mm-hmm. I was just like I when I sat down and watched the movie, it's like she's got a she's got a familiar face. I was like I've seen that <laughs> face, face before, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I did not know from where. But that's really cool um, that we've got a little bit of background here uh, between the people involved in making this movie. Um, so I'm kind of curious though, Erica. The one with the issue. What is in your <laughs> notebook? Mm-hmm. So, um, my very first note. What did I put? Okay, I was a woman of very few words for my first note. All I wrote was aesthetics. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yo, which, you'd have to do it to him like that. Not with the yeah, chic like, one word uh, note. Okay, <laughs> okay, bars. Yeah, I just wrote aesthetics and I wrote it in brackets. Ooh, like, who is this doing? person? Yeah, I might sell, I might paint that actually. It's <laughs> beautiful. Um, but yeah, I remember when the movie started, I really, really loved the tone that they immediately were going for. And I loved the way that it looked because they they have this thing that where it begins on Wednesday the 11th and Mm -hmm. it like pops up, that date pops up as a graphic. It kind of reminded me of like a horror comic. It kind of reminded Mm -hmm. me of like a creep show, the way that it like popped up. But... the funny thing is that trope too can sometimes be a little bit like uh eh, like it's a little much but i i agree with you i really liked how they used it in this movie yeah because it it really works i think they are very because they're obviously they're paying homage to a lot of movies of the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. and that just that like 
the way that look that graphic design fits perfectly in with that and i think because they're playing up those tropes of those horror films it works for me in this movie Uh, this movie definitely take immediately takes a a tone that this is not this is a comedy it's it's playing up our world this is a farcical take on a lot of things and it's not meant it though some moments are grounded in reality we're still grounded in the reality of this film like i Mm -hmm. i'm not taking this movie as serious i'm not taking it seriously as i would take like you know hereditary this is not that same kind of a universe this is right, definitely right, right. this is the, definitely this is, horror comedy yes but it, like we're going into horror comedy here which for those who don't know i love horror comedy let's throw that in there um one of my preferred of the horror genres actually um when done right when done right, right. i was about to say when when done right it can it can easily go very wrong <laughs> um mm-hmm. but yeah when done right it's a it's a great experience and i mean we've talked a lot about how horror and comedy actually go hand in hand very well Mm -hmm. and yeah so just right off the bat you get this sense that this is an amped up revved up version of of a horror comedy because the gore in this is actually like i love the juxtaposition between how gory the horror is and how teen comedy the rest of everything else is yeah that was really that was really really good like even with like the first set of kills too it's yeah. like they're, they're so visceral and brutal and violent but then you're like cracking up two scenes later and it's just it, yeah that juxtaposition um was r- a really fun way to start the movie off because it it kind of hit a little bit of everything like you got a little bit of the the start to the comedy but for everybody who's coming to see a slasher film they really don't leave you waiting very long to see some slasher-esque scenes come to the come to the screen the very quickly yeah. like that wine bottle whew, that shit got me i was like yo that is a brutal death you know which one got me the toilet seat because it went on for so long like the fact that she was screaming through the whole thing and how many hits it took for him to kill her yeah that one was pretty rough though i did write in my notes i was like yo she really didn't even try and fight back a little bit like not even a smidgen to fight back not like she would have won or gotten away or anything of the sort but I just did make a mental note of like she made herself one of the easier kills there because well, all she mm-hmm. did was scream. And I and I think that's something I like about this opening is it's such an '80s movie opening. We have the mm-hmm. the raucous like sexual horny teenagers who are drinking and making out and telling scary stories. It's like a mix. It feels very much like a mix of Friday the Thirteenth and um, a little bit of Halloween because I think his the way that they have built up the the butcher in this very beginning he is a lot like jason he's very strong and tall and menacing but then he also has this um like he does the the nod to michael myers when he like tilts his head and like looks Mm -hmm. at the you know looks at his kill after it's done 
But then you have these characters who, like, they play into those stereotypical characters where they don't fight back. They hide instead of trying to escape. They could stay hidden, but they decide to run. You know, like, things like that. It feels Mm -hmm. very, very much like a cold open for an 80s horror film, which I love because I just think it's a fun little nod to that. And it also introduces you to The Butcher, in a fun way, you know, like yeah. in a in a satisfying horror way, we get introduced to the butcher, and then we meet our main characters because these yeah. kid these kids are all disposable. They are yeah. there all, to die. All, all fully just uh, body counts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is you're right. It is very good that we establish this version of the butcher first, which I also um, wanted to praise that the amount of references and like little easter eggs that they do do throughout the movie and you know we'll try and point out as many as we can but yeah like you said like the nods to both jason and michael myers i mean even with the the mask is basically like a pseudo jason mask mm-hmm. um i i think it's really fun that this butcher that we have is kind of like an amalgamation of all of the different slasher um juggernauts that we're used to so it's fun to see that character go through the first scene, do its thing, slaughter everybody, because we're going to be spending a good majority of the rest of the movie with a much lighter and funnier butcher. Right. Um, And I think establishing him as this fucking killing machine in the beginning is like paramount to making the rest of the movie as funny as it is, because you're going to go from this to him now being a 17-year-old girl a couple scenes later so like it's it was a, it was a great setup and like i th- i think we can both agree that the opening was pretty spot on yeah i i you're totally right though because it is so important for us to see how violent the butcher can be because you once he's millie you still have to be aware that he's very much a threat and i think seeing him as this cold-blooded I just kill because I want to kill and it doesn't matter who and where and what's going on. It mm-hmm. it makes you realize that even when he's in Millie's body, killing is so much a part of his nature that nothing's going to stop that. Not yeah. being in someone else's body that is irrelevant and he just needs to continue and wants to continue to kill. And so it's, yeah, you're right. It's nice that we get to see him really go on like a killing spree for the very beginning um, so that yeah. we understand why he continues to do it later. <laughs> now with, um, I guess we can talk about it a little bit more later as well, but mm-hmm. we do get the introduction here to the Ladola dagger, yeah. which kind of curious like did that as the kind of like freaky friday um catalyst did 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 it work for you were you cool with it how'd you feel about the dagger i liked the dagger i feel like it made the most sense for the character that we had because Mm -hmm. if you think about it in freaky friday what is it aren't what is it friday I don't I'm gonna remember. have to cheat and Google that. <laughs> like I said, you guys, it Freaky Friday was not my favorite movie. I honestly, now that I think about it, I don't even know if I've seen that movie all the way through. 
fortune cookies. Okay. Oh yeah, They're yeah, yeah. It's fortune cookies. Okay, yeah. So in the the in Free Friday, it was fortune cookies. This is not any more ridiculous than that. Like <laughs> this true, almost makes true. more sense, uh, especially yeah. because the the butcher is really the one who initiates the unknowingly initiates the switch, and I think that it had to be a weapon, right? Like the weapon makes mo the most sense if you were going to have a killer um, unwittingly switching his soul or whatever with someone right. else. So I actually really liked the dagger. I thought it was a, a, a cool and interesting idea. And then I also feel like I like how they used the dagger and tied it in where oh, well, because that was the weapon, now the police have it, and that's just another obstacle that they have to get through. You mm -hmm. know, like it's another thing, a barrier that is preventing them from being able to just say, oh, I've got it, let's switch back. Or, right. or just saying, oh, well, we just need to find my body and we're fine. It's like, no, we have to find my body. We have to get the dagger. We have to, I have to be able to stab my body. It's, you know, it's all these different elements that they then have to fight against which i think helps to up the the tension for this movie mm -hmm. oh yeah definitely agree um but before they can stab and switch bodies though we do meet our main trio i would say of mm -hmm. um millie nyla and josh which i'll go right off the bat and say i really like their group dynamic like i yeah. i really enjoyed this group of friends me too i like them I like them a lot. I, I I actually really enjoy these characters. I think that they're a lot of fun. Um, I think the thing I appreciate the most about this movie and these characters is definitely Millie as a character because I feel like she is a good example of someone who is a, per a normal teenager. They're just you know, having a hard time, they're withdrawn, they're not as social as they maybe once were. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're just not totally meshing anymore with the the place that they're in. And that is causing it that's causing bullying and issues for them. Or maybe they're just a little bit shy and unconfident. She's she's a totally normal teenager. She yeah, has she, a good she friend She also just group. lost her dad like yeah, a year she's ago. Going through, she's going through some loss. Her home life is a little bit hard right now. She's a people pleaser and she is having a hard time navigating her future. But she still has a good friend group. She still, you know, is a, is a normal teenager and, and is going about her life. And yeah, she's just having a hard time. But her friend group... It's like she, you know, she she meshes well. She molds right in. And I definitely feel like she's a character that I could see in a high school. Yeah, she seems she seems very real. Yeah. Um, and that's like in such a kind of like fantastical idea of a movie. It's nice to have that grounded reality to fall back on with her character. Because, yeah, I mean, you said it all. She's she seems like a normal teenage girl. Like I you would walk into a high school and meet this girl probably several times over mm -hmm. though her high school fucking sucks <laughs> from yeah the, from the bit of it we see god damn is this an awful fucking place to yeah. have to try and get an education jesus lord yeah it's like oh the teacher 
<laughs> the teacher immediately hates your guts as soon as you <laughs> as soon as you walk through the door. Like imagine the teacher like really hating you that much. Like how how does this guy still have this job, man? I mean, I I feel like like I definitely remember in in high school having those kids that were problem kids and so the teachers you you could tell that the teachers were like oh this kid again but they were never outwardly as like, you know you aggressive suck. you're aggressive never gonna amount to as, anything like, what's his, as mr bernardi especially because she's not doing anything she's just like a little late to his class and every once in a while and he basically calls her like an attention-seeking whore later on and i was like <laughs> jesus christ like bruh sorry she didn't build you a gourmet fucking doghouse yeah. like homeboy apologies get off her yeah, case i was like that doghouse wasn't even all that it had a door and a <laughs> he didn't window even paint that bitch he didn't even paint it where's the where are the paintings where are where's the feng shui where the cabinets the counters that's right they don't exist it's a you basic even put the dog's house. name on a plate on the on the top near the near the fucking ceiling that's a c it's a c plus at most mr barnardi like <laughs> close your mouth <laughs> wipe the drool from your chin it's not that good <laughs> but yeah i mean all that being said millie you know cool character and just like she's very yeah. real so it's easy to relate to her um mm -hmm. her you know, school situation isn't the best. Her high school does kind of suck ass. Um, but mm -hmm. the her friends the, are super supportive, though, which is very nice. Yeah, her friends are super supportive. Um, and she her family family life, although rough, is still a family, which I do appreciate where it's like mm -hmm. there are definitely some rocky stuff, especially between her old, her older sister, Char and Char Char Char, right? No, no hard H in there. Char. Char. Uh, Char. Char. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know. I'm no, going to call her Charlotte. Like I'm just going to call her or Charlene. Charlene. <laughs> her name is Charlene. I'm going to call her Charlene. Uh, but all that being said, like her family life isn't perfect, but they're like her mom is clearly like going through some stuff, dealing with a loss and everything. But you can tell that she still does love her daughter. And you can also say, you can see that it's vice versa. Like Millie also loves her mom and her sister. Mm -hmm. um, so like despite the hardships that she's going through, she does have a decent support system around her. It just really sucks when a homicidal maniac then decides to target you mm -hmm. and attempt to kill you because, you know, you can't really... It's really hard to plan for that. Yeah. Can't really account for that variable. Right, right. Well, and I, and I think that something that you know, grow, we see Millie grow throughout this movie with is she definitely is a people pleaser. She's afraid to ruffle too many feathers. She's too nervous to tell her mom that she wants to go to college, but she's also never willing to, you know, but she also doesn't want to tell her sister, you know, it, like she she's having a hard time navigating between her sister and her mom because she feels for both of them doesn't want to hurt either one's feelings she right. she has a hard time standing up for herself in school she doesn't really do the things that she wants to do she kind of you know and she isn't able to have confidence in in her choices and she doesn't even really know what she wants to like she's still trying to figure herself out especially with the loss that she's had and also you know with with 
the added on stress of just being a teenager growing up and trying to figure out what your your future holds. I think a lot of times in this movie she feels weak and like she's not doing the right thing or she can't do what she wants or what feels good. And so we watch her throughout the movie like take her empowerment back, albeit through being the butcher and having his like weird superhuman strength. Like she she is able to realize that it feels good to be to be strong and like, you know, fight back. But that's mm-hmm. just something that she is not able to do. Even in the scene where the butcher is is chasing her. Can I just say I love that she's wearing a mascot costume right. through the whole thing? Because there's a period where she's running and she can obviously only run so fast. <laughs> she looks like she's running on quicksand. <laughs> she's I got these the big old feet. I was feet. like, putting, putting her in that mascot outfit for the chase scene was brilliant. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. It's really good because, yeah, she, she can only run you know so quickly and so obviously the the butcher catches up to her pretty easily Mm -hmm. the only thing that would have made it better is if it was one of those costumes that had like the clown style like squeaky oh my gosh like every time she was running it would just be like could you imagine if she like still had her head on like she didn't have time to take it off and so (laughs) she's just still running with the head on i don't even oh my god i don't even remember exactly what the mascot was i think it's the cougars or something um, was it? I feel like it had like beaver teeth or something like that. I don't. I don't remember. Probably did. I don't know. Mascots never look like what they're supposed to look like. So truly, truly. <laughs> but yeah, it catches up to her. Uh, tries to kill her with the nut with the dagger. It seems like the dagger has some like possession style um, magic along with it because it seems like he's being like influenced by the dagger. At least in that moment when he's stabbing her, it's like this is the dagger is kind of telling him to do it. Um, but the, he gets, he stabs her. They both get injured via the stab. Right. And then before he can actually kill her, um, her sister comes and kind of scares him off, which then leads us down this rabbit hole where, because he didn't finish the job. Now the next day they find out that they have switched bodies, which, yeah. Um, And I want to say, I do actually really, really like, I like that they don't switch bodies right away. I like that they finish the night as themselves and then start the morning fresh in their new respective bodies. I thought that that was Mm -hmm. like a a nice touch. Now I want to point something out here because this trope of, at least for like between guys and girls switching bodies, it's not the first time this has ever happened. And so when Millie wakes up and, you know, she's going through the motions of realizing that she is now or he, I guess the butcher is now realizing that he is Millie. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first things he does, he walks towards the mirror, immediately goes and grabs the boobs. And I just want it to be on record. All right. Once and for all that. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of guys. That's the first thing we're going to do. I I mean, I would it's yeah, it's it's new parts that you weren't expecting to wake up with. But also, I would 100% slap my penis around if I turned into a guy's <laughs> body because I would be like, "What is this? This is crazy. This is like, why wild. Wouldn't you? This is wild. This why is weird." Wouldn't I you? always you wouldn't you wouldn't be like, "Oh, sh- oh my god, I don't have like balls on my penis anymore." That wouldn't be the first thing that you would like be shocked about. Yes, it would. <laughs> but priorities. <laughs> yeah. 
Because <laughs> that's once the I thing. get over that initial shock, okay, there are a checklist of things right. that I'm going to have to go through. And one of them is going to be assessing my new assets. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would do what Millie did later in the bathroom when she was like slapping it around. <laughs> Just fucking swing that thing yeah, around. Yeah, <laughs> I for sure would. But I, I do love the wake up scenes because you really see for millie this is terrifying for her but for the mm -hmm. butcher it's just kind of like hmm interesting okay i could do yeah, the, i could do something with this like <laughs> the butcher took took the craziness very well actually yeah he was ba he was ready to ready to start some new trouble almost once he kind of got a bearing on what was going on let's talk about the real horror of this film okay mm -hmm. so syrup i have a thing about syrup where a i can't eat syrup if it's not warm makes me sick but also okay. the way that this mom came and poured this syrup all, all over, over the plate, eggs. all over the eggs, all over the French toast, ev all over everything. I would have killed her right then. If I was the butcher, <laughs> I'd be like, you sealed your fate when you touched that syrup to my eggs, ma'am. <laughs> You're going to have to die. That felt like a an attack on me. <laughs> I get it. I felt targeted. I, I, I definitely clocked how much syrup went directly on those oh, scrambled eggs. And I was eggs. like, look, now I'm not I'm I'm look, I'm not shaming anybody who likes syrup on their eggs. I have two on occasion when the eggs are syrup adjacent, you know, giving them a little dab just to just to switch it up. Um but never have I ever had somebody full out drench my eggs in maple syrup and oh, nor do I ever man. wish to have that happen it within this was lifetime. Sick. She is <laughs> A, she is a demented for that <laughs> yeah i would have been mad but obviously he's just excited for a hot breakfast but yeah that felt that i was thinking about that for a long time after it happened i was like i cannot believe she did that and before we get too deep into it um just to blanket this whole thing what an amazing performance from both vince and Catherine on playing each other yeah fucking flawless I forgot I forgot that they were an actor portraying the other person with within five minutes with each of them. I was already sold that they had mm -hmm. switched bodies like I believed Butcher Millie and I 100 percent believed Millie Butcher. <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's most of the fun and enjoyment of this movie is just watching them, um, you know, be in each other's bodies and they definitely have each other's mannerisms and you could i agree like i the whole time i was watching it and i was just like yep that's millie in there and like yep that's the butcher in there and i guess that they you know had some rehearsals with each other prior and they would you know check in with each other and just kind of say you know try and get little things that they knew they could bring mm -hmm. into their performances so that it would carry over, carry over even when they weren't switched bodies, right. um, which definitely helps. It makes it much more authentic because in a movie like this, it really is hinging on that. Do you believe that they switch bodies? Because if you don't, then what's the point? 
you know, right. what even is the movie if you're sitting there being like, I don't believe that they are each other. So mm -hmm. well done, yes, to both yeah. of them because they definitely and, did. I do sprinkle well. a little bit of extra praise on there for Vince Vaughn too because I'm I'm kind of like a in between when it comes to Vince Vaughn. I like some of the stuff he's in, then mm -hmm. other stuff I don't really care for. But out of the two, he was clearly going to be the harder sell for me in terms right. of like the body swap portion. And I just had so much fun watching him be a 17 year old right. girl. Well, <laughs> right. Well, and also too, it's. Millie is our main character. Mm -hmm. Even as Vince Vaughn, Millie, that's Millie is still our main character. We are hinging on our likability of that character. Mm -hmm. And so it's up to him to continue what Catherine has already built upon in the beginning. We've already established that she is, you know, a, a very likable, relatable character. And if he took that over and he dropped that, then it's a wrap. It's ruined. It's it's a completely yeah. It's a wrap, and he does really have to. You know, he has a lot of lines. He's doing a lot in this movie, and so it it's very important. It, it definitely hinges on his performance, and I completely agree because not only is it oh no, I'm you know a girl. I'm a seventeen year old girl, and you know I am in this giant i think one of the best things about it is how different they both are um you know height and and everything wise mm -hmm. so watching millie try and navigate being what she calls a giant and having this strength and all of these things that she's not used to having was really fun and that relied a lot on his physicality because it, it does get very slapsticky in some in some parts, and but it's, it's like, very physical it's kind of, comedy. It's kind of fun, like it's fun though. No, no, I mean that. Yeah, I mean that in the best way. I like slapstick comedy when it's done well, mm -hmm. and it's done very well in this because a lot of this is reliant on physical comedy and physical gags, and they do a great job with it. The core, the way they choreograph a lot of these scenes, especially the fighting scenes, is amazing. Yeah, right. Like the kitchen scene between between uh uh Nyla, I'm, Josh and and yeah, Mi I was like Mi I was deciding if I wanted to call her Millie or the butcher. I'll just call call her Millie yeah. for now. But yeah, between Millie, Josh and Nyla, I love the I love the whole chase <laughs> through through the um through the theater into the into the kitchen and and then the spoon fighting while <laughs> yeah. while Millie's trying to get them to stop attacking her she's like blocking the spoons with a mm -hmm. with a um a, what's it called a lid like a pot uh, lid with, yeah with like a, with just like a, a pot lid like mm -hmm. a shield it was just a lot of fun and you could tell that they had a lot of fun choreographing that stuff um, yeah and all the while they're still like implementing these little like one liners and this little slapstick comedy in there along with the choreography. It was it was really it was really really cool. Right, cuz the thing the choreography feels believable. It feels realistic. It's how would teenagers try and protect themselves? They'd use their environment, right? And also mm -hmm. Millie now has like I said has this brute force that she's not used to. So she doesn't really know how to use that and how to fight back for a, a long time. And so it's like, I love that they used what was available to them 
and within this scene because it feels like a, a fight that I could actually imagine happening. Mm -hmm. And then even with the butcher in Millie's body, now he has to get used to the fact that he does not have his strength. So he has yes. to use up, he has to use Millie's innocence and the way that people probably underestimate her. He has to use that to his advantage now. But when he does get into physical fights, he is not, he does not have the upper hand that he yeah. normally would have. So like in the fight with Mr. Bernardi, that was great I, because. Yeah, I love that fight for that reason that they added that level of nuance there that yeah she's not as phys or he's not as physically strong as he's used to being so now he has to navigate trying to murder these people without his usual bag of tricks and mm. i think that's something that could have been easily lost and i'm very happy that they paid attention to that mm -hmm. yeah and it's you know it, 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 they do a nice callback to it at the end as well and but it's a good little added benefit of each person has to utilize their new strengths if they want to get out of this situation. Because as we come to realize, Millie has 24 hours um, from when she was stabbed. She has 24 hours to get her body back or else this is going to be a permanent switch. Mm -hmm. And this, okay, so this is why I'm happy. <laughs> I am happy because... I think the biggest thing that I was worried about with this film was that the majority of it, people wouldn't know that there had that a switch had occurred. And mm -hmm. so the majority of it was going to be Millie having to deal with people thinking she's the butcher and like stuff coming from that. That was what would have stressed me out. But I love that right away, Millie convinces her friends through a little bit of a tussle, but Millie is able to convince her friends that it's her. So now they know, and now they're on her side. There's no misunderstanding. There's no, you know, them trying to help the butcher and not realizing, like there's none of that. It's, mm -hmm. they are on her side. And yeah. then we get Booker on her side. Like, I love that. I love that they know it's her and that they're trying to help her and that, the people who don't realize are kind of inconsequential. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're mi more minor roles than the people that do know. And yeah. I really appreciated that. It took a load off of my chest, <laughs> but also I think made it more, more enjoyable and also gave these supporting characters something to do, something fun to do. I like that her friends were such an integral part to her winning. It wasn't just her, like she needed their help. And I loved that they were able to come on the adventure with her. Mm -hmm. And I love that they also pulled things from earlier in the movie and used them as ways for Millie to prove that it was her. Uh, I, th I thought that was a very smart thing that they did script wise to have these little um, inside things that she has with her friends and the people that she's close with that she's able to pull out in these heated moments to be like, hey, yo, it's me. Uh, my favorite, which honestly was the handshake. Like at first, mm -hmm. when they first did the handshake, I kind of was like, whatever, like not that I hated or anything. I just didn't pay too much attention to it because high school movie, they have a handshake. That's kind of standard. We're used to that. Mm -hmm. uh, but them making the callback to it to figure out 
for sure that Millie is in fact not the butcher. I thought that was really fun. And it was just a great use of the stuff that we'd already established earlier in the movie. Um, now being useful for our main character to get what they want. Um, the one thing I did write this down. I didn't want to forget about it. The one thing that I did find interesting slash semi unbelievable is how good the butcher's fashion sense was as soon as he became Millie. Like, what <laughs> happened? You're telling me you wouldn't have snagged that leather jacket? But, I mean, the leather jacket is one thing, but the butcher got his makeup game was on point. Yeah. He had a pony- strut in his walk. The, that ponytail was swinging. <laughs> I mean, the curls were bouncing. Like, I'm surprised she didn't pull out the ponytail and do one of them slow-mo little hair turns, like, halfway through the way that he was strutting through that place. I was like, okay, Butcher. The Butcher had some drip. But you know what I did like about it? I love that they comment on it so much throughout the movie. Like, (laughs) I love that Millie and her friends are all like, okay, he... He, he does look kind he of does good. Look good. <laughs> uh, he is kind of a baddie. We're not gonna, we're not gonna lie, but I, lo- dang. I, I love that Millie also kind of <laughs> goes back and forth with it too, especially with <laughs> Booker. Because he's like, come on, I don't dress like that, but do you like do you how like that? It? Yeah, <laughs> like, do, do I look good like that? I but love you that. know, that's not yeah. me, right? You're all going to jail for this. You too, Booker. Unless you help me, Booker. Try a bitch. Will you shut up? Look, I know this is crazy, okay? There's a lot of voices competing. You, you see my friends, you know, Nyla and Jocelyn, they're on my side, okay? And this is clearly not me. Have you ever seen me dressed like that? I mean, I kind of like a, a lot of what he's doing with it, but it, it, it's the point is that you've never seen me dressed like that, right? Do you like that? It doesn't matter. I feel like I'm giving you a lot of information and you literally just woke up. Whew. You look great. I guess that Vince Vaughn improvised um, a lot of that scene. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. I, I could believe that. Vin, I, I think Vince Vaughn is known for his ability to improvise mm-hmm. in like comedic scenes and come up with gold. So that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about Booker and Millie and the relationship that kind of cultivates for them. Because there is, as any high school comedy has, there is a romance element to this. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of that? Well, normally my heart is as cold as ice. Correct. Um, there is typically an ice box where my heart used to be. Very true. Very uh, true. Mm-hmm. But I can't lie. I kind of, I kind of shipped this relationship. I don't know what it was, Yeah. but I found Booker and Millie, both versions quite cute together. Mm-hmm. And I was really rooting for them to get together throughout the entire second portion. Yeah, you know what I like about what they did is, once again, I like that Booker, he's just a normal guy. Like, yeah, he's a jock. He obviously has more friends than Millie, but he's a nice person. Like, they obviously, you can tell that they would get along and that he probably does put in an effort to talk to her. But as any, as any, as most people, like, I know for me, when you have a crush on someone, especially when you're in high school, it's so hard to be normal with them. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. anytime Booker tries to talk to Millie, she 
kind of shuts down. Like she she has a hard time continuing that conversation. And so I buy that he probably has liked her, but just didn't know if she felt the same way or, you know, didn't have a chance to to talk to her about it. Um, and I do think that the the buildup of that, like, because he's liked, he's already liked her and him finding out that she was the one that wrote that poem, I think it was just one of those things where he was like, okay, cool. Like, this is, this could happen. Like, I, you know, now, now that I have confirmation from her that she likes me, this is something that can happen. And I mm -hmm. like that, yeah, he's like right in there. He wants to help her. And I do think that it was interesting that, like I said, you have a crush on someone it's hard to be yourself around them. And it took Millie being someone she wasn't for her to confess to him yeah, that she liked him. Like, I thought that that was a nice touch because I feel like most people who have had a crush have definitely felt that, like, insecurity of being themselves. Yeah, most definitely. I Yeah, I agree with all of that. Like, I think that their relationship as far as the time we spend with them goes felt very natural in its progression mm -hmm. based on the things that happened i also really enjoyed that they just made booker a normal dude um they didn't add any extra like pretense where it's like he's a nice guy but or like you know any of that stuff is just like no he was genuinely a nice guy who happened to have a letterman jacket like that was yeah. the biggest jock thing about him um but he was a pretty stand-up guy and watching that relationship slowly flourish as time goes on was a lot of fun and i think it said a lot about his character too that he was willing once they had kind of confessed to each other um i thought that it was really endearing the fact that he was still okay with kind of exploring this new relationship between the two of them, despite the fact that she's not herself right now. Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, like, sure, you're in the body of a murderous killer, but that doesn't mean we can't, like, talk, right? Like, yeah. you like me, I like you. Like, we may as well still have this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I will say, watching him and Vince Vaughn kiss in the back of that car made me absolutely cackle like a <laughs> madman. <laughs> it has been a dude. while since a movie has pulled that reaction out of me, but when I say I howled, Eric, I howled. Vince Vaughn's <laughs> hand did look enormous on that boy's face. <laughs> it did, in fact, look like a mitt, like a baseball mitt on that kid's <laughs> cheek. Um... But yeah, I you know what I will say though, Booker, Booker ain't shit when, when Millie is the mascot and his little teammates yeah. are talking shit about her. Mm -hmm. Booker, if you don't give him a one-two punch <laughs> next time, then it's a wrap. Like I, that was the one time where he it, wasn't he wasn't quite boyfriend material. He wasn't quite yet. boyfriend material. I can't give him too much flack because I understand sometimes it's hard to be the one person in a group who stands up. But like, that's the girl you like and they're literally talking about her, like the, the fact that if you put a bag over her head that 
then you would have sex with her. And like, I... I say this as a person. I have had someone say that about me before. And I will say I didn't have anybody stand up and like say anything. So I get that it's like a high school thing that it's hard. It's 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 hard to to stand yeah. up to a statement like that. But in my Especially head, I was like, Booker, don't <laughs> Booker. do it to him like that. Like, <laughs> please be the young man. We know you can be, be Booker. the Come gentleman. On. I know you can be Booker. <laughs> That uh, really quickly, that actually brings up something that I want to get to before we uh, head towards the end, which mm -hmm. is the fact that although Butcher becomes Millie and then does still go on his killing spree, it's kind of, I like that they made but the Butcher essentially kill all the asshole characters. Yeah, yeah. He gets rid of all of Millie's enemies. <laughs> Annoyingly. All of Millie's enemies, he kills all of them. And mm -hmm. it's, it's fun. It's fun because it's kind of cathartic because, like, clearly you want the butcher to lose. You want Millie to get her body back. You're rooting against him. But every time it you're prepping for a kill scene or, like, a confrontation, you're always kind of on the butcher's side. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, take that person out. Fuck that woodshop teacher. Lock yeah. that girl in that cryo tank. Let her freeze. Bye. Let yeah. her ass freeze in there. Burr, bitch. Yeah, I know. It's it's nice because you want the you want to enjoy the kills, and you are able to because everybody that is getting killed has been established to be a bad person, and mm -hmm. the only time that you know you may potentially be worried about someone is booker right when when mm -hmm. millie or when the butcher is with booker you're like oh no like this is one we don't want to happen but other than that everybody does something bad and then they are killed for it especially to one that is totally random but is just as satisfying is later on with joshua and that football player who mm -hmm. is like assaulting him you know it's it, it the butcher comes out of nowhere <laughs> absolutely nowhere is just summoned and immediately kills that kid <laughs> and it's unexpected but it's satisfying because yeah even that kid we want him to die so it, it's not even just millie it's her friends anybody that is an enemy to them uh, yeah just ends up in the butcher's path but yeah, and but it doesn't feel forced though. I think no, that's the no. important thing. Is like it feels very natural, organic in the progression of the story that these are the people that the butcher would kill. Like it doesn't, it didn't feel planned. It just feels like it kind of happened that way. But I'm glad that they framed it in a way that it did happen that way mm -hmm. because yeah, it, it allows you to enjoy the kills without the risk of like losing someone that you've now grown attached to. Because, like, although it is, there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of gore, and it, it, there is horror here, it is still a horror comedy. And that is one of the things that definitely you have to balance a little bit is you still kind of want to feel good while you watch right. a horror comedy. Despite the fact that there are terrible, awful things happening, you still want to be able to laugh and have a good time. And, like, you want to feel that cathartic feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's it, it's one of those things you have to navigate when you're doing a kind yeah. of movie like this. Yeah, it's definitely organic and it it's nice. I think one of the best examples of the that being organic is Ryler. We get set up with her earlier on that she is constantly bullying Millie, but we also realize that she's a 
bit of a clout chaser. She, when our first group of friends are killed, you know, she makes this video and posts it online. Or, or, or no, she gets interviewed for the news. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, she was my best friend. So then when Millie gets attacked, there's Ryler. Ryler comes up and, you know, is trying to talk to her and act like they're friends now. And mm-hmm. it totally makes sense for her character. But it just so happens that Millie is now the butcher and Riley's talking shit about the butcher. <laughs> so now <laughs> she's gonna die. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's a smart way of making it where because these people are already established as bad, they're probably going to continue to do bad things because they were already doing bad things to Millie. Even when Millie is the butcher, that is not going to stop. They're still going to be her mm-hmm. antagonist. So it makes sense that they would die. Yeah. <laughs> and also a quick, uh, it's kind of in the realm of the kills, um, but we're talking a little bit earlier about the different references that they make. And there are a lot in this movie mm-hmm. that I was able to clock. Um, I just love the different references with the like kill weapons and stuff that they do where it's like, we kind of like, we get the scream reference with the knife several times with the football player who is assaulting Josh. We get the hook, which I'm going to assume is them pulling from. I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Uh, we get the whole bit with the Aaron Rodgers mask, which has got to be a call to Halloween, which for some of you, uh, eagle eared, uh, homies are kind of surprised that i know that reference now <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow okay <laughs> let He's me tell learning. you that reference has stuck in my brain forever he'll never forget uh, <laughs> he'll never forget it never forget check out check out but, our Fear the talking queers episode if you're wondering what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know what we're talking about um but yeah there's a lot of different callbacks to other slasher mm-hmm. films that very clearly influenced this one. And they were subtle, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, them. I have to wonder if the cryo one is for Jason X. I don't know if it is, but that's the only other that time the I've only, seen a cryo. That was the only one where I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know what they I'm were necessarily sure. referencing. I know, and then the bottle down the neck, I think may have been a reference to Sorority Row. And then okay. also, I felt like that beginning scene where the girl is put up like you know when he like impales her and like leaves her mm-hmm. hanging on the wall and her parents come in and see her i think that was also a reference to scream when casey's parents find her oh, hanging right. from the tree i think that was also mm-hmm. meant to be a reference to that but then we also have some references to to like teen movies because the scene where um the butcher walks in in slow motion is walking through everybody in case Ross playing that is mm-hmm. a reference to Heather's. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we get like some references to to a couple different things, which is really nice. It's just fun to like see them throughout and, yeah, and be like, like is it, that for that? Maybe, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, like I like Easter eggs like that where it's very, uh, it's very much integrated into the story and everything that's happening, but if you look closely enough, you can tell that it was influenced by something else. It doesn't feel jarring. It just feels like the people in charge of making this movie also enjoyed these things, so they decided to add them in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always fun when it's done really well. Yes, agreed. Um, But so we get to this uh, final confrontation. Well, one of our 
almost the final confrontation. But the, we have this. Oh, and really quickly, sorry. The chainsaw when she fucks oh, up those yeah, assholes. Yeah, yeah. Texas, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre for sure. Yeah, I was like, do it. Do it. Kill him. <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah, it, it all culminates in this giant party because, of course, what is a teen movie without a giant party um, in an abandoned location, naturally? Um, oh, and also, too, I, I will say, I do actually think this movie has some very nice emotional moments. And one of the mm -hmm. best ones, in my opinion, is when Millie is talking to her mom. And yeah, mm -hmm. and they both kind of are able to see from each other's perspectives without realizing that without the mom realizing that she's speaking to Millie. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that that was a really nice. And I will say, I think obviously the butcher, once Millie becomes the butcher, she is not going to have any emotional moments. So Vince Vaughn's has a lot of these more emotional moments for the brunt of the film because he is Millie. And I do think he does a very, very nice job of balancing the emotional with the comedic. I lost somebody too. Really? Yeah. I lost my dad. I'm so sorry. You must miss him so much. Yeah, I do. Nothing prepares you for this stuff, right? I mean, we're all just left here. Pick up the pieces and... My oldest, she shut down. She retreated into work. And my other daughter, Millie, she's so quiet now. I can't figure out what's going on inside her head. Maybe she just needs some... some space. Some time to figure out who she is. Yeah. I guess I do smother her. I, I, don't, I don't mean to, but I am scared. She'll be graduating high school and running off to college, and then I'll be left here. I think this movie comes in, this movie I think is the perfect length. Comes in at like 140. Mm -hmm. and it, I didn't mind it at all. It no, was... every scene, I can't think of a scene in this movie that I felt like was filler or was a waste. Mm -hmm. I think every scene does well to move the story ahead. I Another one of my favorite scenes is when Josh is watching The Butcher and the butcher gets free and chase, chases oh, them yeah. <laughs> around their house. Um, yeah, uh, that is also a very great scene. The reverse coming out scene was fabulous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm straight. That Mom, was I'm that straight. was that was fantastic. <laughs> also, um, Misha, they did they their delivery on that line and that whole scene between with the mom, like. Misha's delivery on all of those lines was fantastic. Like I, yeah. I, I loved it. I thought that that scene was great. Role play. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. We're role playing. Role playing. Yes, role playing. Like a game, sort of. She doesn't look like she's enjoying herself. 
Oh, oh, um, that, that, that's the point. She's, she's supposed to act upset. Right? Millie? <laughs> she's method, never breaks character. <laughs> Naughty girl! I'm a little confused. Isn't role-playing a sex game? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... Okay. Um, Mom, I, I didn't want to tell you until I was ready, but... I'm straight. It was, it was really good. Like, that whole... Like, that bit could have been filler, but it was so much fun. And yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Misha, they had such a great performance. Especially when they had that period of time where they got to just do their own thing. Like, they didn't have to follow along as a, a secondary character to Millie's journey. They just had that moment. It was really good. I really enjoyed that. Right. And I would like to say, I think that is another thing that is very fre- fresh and feels nice about this movie. Is Millie is, you know, the... what you would see as the stereotypical final girl, right? Mm -hmm. And you have these two characters that normally in a horror movie would be there for sacrificial reasons or there just to help the final girl. You have a gay best friend and you have a black best friend. And each of them gets their hero moment. Each of them gets to do something to help without having to die. Like they each feel like important characters fleshed out characters yes they're all friends but their lives are separate from millie if they want to help her because she's their best friend but they each get a moment where they get to take charge and do their own thing and come up with a plan it doesn't always work out but you know Mm -hmm. what you know what the mystery machines their plan success rate was probably what 36%. (laughs) So it's okay that the plans didn't work out. It happens. But I did I did like that. I thought that that was a nice touch, especially because they're taking 80s and 90s genres and flipping them on their head. Yeah, this one definitely felt like an ensemble piece. And I think that did nothing but good for the movie overall. Um the ending now how 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 did you feel did you did you like it i'm talking about ending number 1 right now <laughs> yeah uh mm-hmm. did you like how it all concluded i think not to sprinkle too much on there but i think we all kind of knew that it would eventually end the way that it did um but how did you feel about the execution of it i i liked the execution once again i appreciate that her friends were there to help Mm-hmm. And they played such an important role in this final moment. And I do appreciate the callback. The, mm-hmm. you know, thinking it's midnight, thinking they failed, and then realizing, oh, no, Booker sets his watch early. Yeah, I like, thought it's, that it's that was, cheesy, but it's really good, and it makes a cheesy, lot of fucking sense. but what teen comedy isn't cheesy? You know, right, like, it, exactly, it feels... Exactly. It's equivalent to that mean girl's moment when she breaks the crown in half and throws mm-hmm. pieces of it out. Like, you know, it's cheesy, but it sat it is satisfying. It finishes the circle. We, you know, come to um an ending that feels feels solid. It helps Booker be a little bit more of 
a part of this because he's not even there when all of this is happening. But I, yeah, it's like, I, I also think that it was smart that because of who the butcher is and because this entire time they've been thinking that Millie is the butcher, you know, she stabs and be, by the time the police get there, they don't have to explain anything, right? Mm -hmm. They can just pick up and act like <laughs> act like it was the butcher the whole time yeah. and call it a day. It actually ties up loose ends that you normally would have in, uh, yeah, in some you're movies. Like, uh Millie just slaughtered several people the in this town, school, right. but the Nobody butcher was that. also at the school. So. Correct. And everybody that she killed is dead. What are they going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> Who are they, they going to talk otherwise. to? <laughs> yeah. So you don't really have to worry about that. You can just kind of let things play out like they're going to play out. So I thought mm -hmm. that that was a nice ending and it felt nice that, you know, Booker and Millie got to have their moment and their, you know, another moment now that everything was done and good to go. And um, yeah, it was it was it was nice. I, I it definitely felt like a teen movie ending, ending. Yeah, which is but that was totally fine with me because I mean, the, that's what I wanted. <laughs> that's what you wanted. That's what they were going for. That's what they were trying mm -hmm. to do. So, I mean, they they executed what they were um, what they set out to accomplish. So, yeah, got to give them credit for that. Now, how do you feel about ending number two? OK, I loved ending number two. Yeah, Tell me I, I did. I think because this whole movie we have seen Millie as the butcher get to fight back. And it was nice to see Millie be herself and still come out on top. Like, mm -hmm. I, I appreciated that they gave her a moment to fight as herself and to use what she's learned throughout the movie to beat the butcher. And not only that, I liked that the family, because really, Millie and her mom, their issues got resolved, but their entire family unit, it, you know, they, it still felt a little bit un, like things between them felt a little undone, particularly between like Charlene and them. Like, it, you know, things just felt a little bit open. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed watching them, these three women as a family unit, just come for Vince Vaughn's neck. Like, I, I was like, <laughs> yes. I enjoyed watching all of them, you know, fight and, and try and protect each other. And I like that they worked as a team to take him down. And I love that Millie got to kill him, you know, finally mm -hmm. kill him. And I like that her family was like, holy fuck. Like, <laughs> like oh my God. Girl. Yeah, I don't know. It just, that... We got two endings. We got the teen ending and we got the horror ending. And mm -hmm. that's what we needed. Like, this is both things. This fits in both genres. So I like that we got both endings. And it was just satisfying to watch her completely take him down. You know, it's funny because normally, and I probably had this air about some of my judgments with some of the other movies that we've covered here where mm -hmm. it's it's very rare that i like endings post endings like i'm usually yeah. not a fan of ending number two because i was gonna say i was wondering how you felt about this because i remember when we did haunt 
you mm-hmm. you felt that that wasn't necessary and yeah, this is I, this is I, the I, same I remember that. ending mm-hmm. yeah this is a, or not the same but it's the similar idea mm-hmm. yeah and so when when uh we get the sh- the scene of the butcher in the ambulance and then he flatlines but it's not attached to his hand anymore so it's clearly like all right the butcher's going to come back i got worried <laughs> i definitely yeah. got nervous cuz i was like i was enjoying where this movie went. I enjoyed the ending that we had. So I was like, damn, are they going to fuck it up with this? Like, maybe there's a sequel-style ending here. Uh, but that's not what happened. And I actually am right there with you. I loved ending number two. I thought that it, was, it wasn't it was a second ending for the sake of a second ending. It added something that was not quite yet wrapped up in the story that had we just left where the first ending was, I would have been okay. But I'm actually happy that we went back and got to tie up a couple of these loose ends. Um, I agree with the whole notion of watching the family unit take down the butcher once and for all. And I also, it was a small moment. And I don't know. I don't know if it was supposed to mean too much, but I actually enjoyed the very brief bit of like heart to heart that the butcher had with Millie about like. Mm-hmm. I was in your body and I actually understand why you have some of these anxieties and stuff like that. It was really hard to kill people while it was you, you know, like that you got a lot of things that are you know, going on there that I kind of understand. And then she just instantly was like, you know what? I understand you too. And just straight kicks him in the did nuts. You take it, like, did you take perfect. it as that? Cause I definitely took it as him being very um, demeaning to her. Yes, no, like I, I think it. He meant it in a in a um, uh, in a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was showing any level of like a, I, you know what, I've walked a little <laughs> bit in your shoes. I mm-hmm. think that there was a hint of that there. I do think it was mostly malicious, one hundred percent. But the fact that he even brought that up, I thought was interesting, and I did take a note of that. Mm-hmm. Um. But again, him getting kicked square in the nuts right afterwards, I was like, yeah, I'm here for it. Um, And yeah, I also agree. I love that it was Millie who got the kill. And for once, I normally don't. I normally don't like it. But for once, I actually was here for the one-liner at the end. Mm -hmm. I am glad that she got a one-liner. I thought it was a good one-liner. I am, too. Go ahead, Millie. You are, in fact, a bad bitch now. Go ahead. Live your bad bitch life. Yeah. I think I like this one-liner because I just wasn't... I had no idea what she was going to say. Like, I feel like normally I can clock when someone says a line and I'm like, oh, that's probably going to come back. But Mm -hmm. I didn't even... It was such a throwaway line earlier that I didn't even think twice about it. And so it did kind of take me by surprise. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. All right, Millie. <laughs> Sorry. You're like, oh, okay. Go All ahead, right, girl. My bad, my bad. You right. You are. Certified baddie. You are, Understood. in fact, killing the game and killing <laughs> the people. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was a fun. And once again, the fight sequence was really was nice. Great. Yeah, it was awesome. I it felt like it, it felt, you know what it was? The 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 way that he attacked them, it definitely had some weight and it seemed like it hurt, but it didn't seem bad enough that they would be totally unconscious or that they wouldn't be able to get up from it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. he definitely 
was messing them up and knocking the wind out of them and stuff. But it was, they choreographed it so it didn't seem like it was choreographed. Like everything mm -hmm. that happened, like him throwing her into the TV and stuff, it just seemed like a realistic thing, an organic thing that that character would do in the yeah. moment. And I, I love- will, I'll throw it in there just for fun though. When she hit the TV from a choreography standpoint, it really looked like she didn't want to break that TV. Like, <laughs> like there's just the way that she hit, I was like, I think she got a note to please don't break that TV. We don't have another one to use. For well, it thing. seemed like, I mean, because I'm, sh I'm sure she was probably on wires, right? Maybe. Yeah. I feel like she was on wires and they like put enough force to make her swing, but not enough for it to like <laughs> crack <laughs> anything. They were like, we're going to we're going to bonk you against the TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I did love that reveal of you know him knowing that millie was coming up with a knife mm -hmm. and them then them having that little standoff that was nice and it's also the most we get of vince vaughn as the butcher talking yeah like that that's the first that's time the, that, we really hear him get. talk yeah because mm -hmm. otherwise it's always millie so it was interesting to hear him be himself and how he you know handles talking because he is a silent killer for the beginning of the film he is very much a jason mm -hmm. so <laughs> he's a little bit jason um a little bit mike <laughs> sprinkle a mike and then a mike. teeny tiny dab of i forget who who the killer was in uh uh i know what you did last summer but a, a dash of them oh ben or whatever ben ben yeah the fisherman the fish guy and, a, and the a dash hook, of the fish guy he's the hook hand yeah a little bit of the fish guy he's a nice homage to them whilst still being his own thing because obviously he does talk like he is a talkative not talkative but he is a killer that can talk when he wants to <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, i was gonna say that that kind of covers it right that's freaky that's freaky that's kind of freaky or whatever <laughs> <laughs> um what are we thinking for rating great question there are dog houses there are sacrificial knives sacrificial knives i was trying to think of something with discount like discount discount polos Red jackets. Uh, about leather jackets. Leather jackets. We could do leather jackets. You want to do leather jackets? It, she she did. She she's she kind of popping she in the jacket. That leather jacket. Yeah, let's do leather jackets. She truly didn't have to stun on them like that, but she did. <laughs> right. Especially after so she was many... about to murder them not too long afterwards. You didn't have to. I know. You didn't have to kill them twice, like Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not the double kill. Not the oh, double. Oh no. <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's do leather jackets. Okay. Uh, right, uh, I'll go first this time, just because okay. I am very curious what your rating is for this movie. Okay. Uh, I think... I'm pausing a bit because I'm deciding if I want to do this or not. Are you about to give a five? I think I want to give this a five. I think I want to give this five leather jackets out of five. Oh, my God. And... It's mostly because, like, here's the thing. I really like this movie. Mm -hmm. It was a ton of fun. It was a great horror comedy. 
I I was totally there for the body switch. I think both our main body switchers did a great job playing each other. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of fun moments that had me genuinely laughing and having a a good time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I kind of want to give it a five because I just don't know what I would change about this movie. And it's just one of those movies where it's like, the way it was written, the way it was shot, the way it went through, I was here for all of it, and I don't think I would want to tweak anything about it. So Okay. Yeah, I think I think I gotta get freaky five out of five leather jackets. I got five on it. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Well man, to be honest with you, man. What's up? I might have to do it to him as well. No way. The double? It's rare, homies. The double? It's only been seen in the wild, what, once, twice before? <laughs> well, we'll be on the lookout because here it comes again. <laughs> I think so. I think I'm going to give this a five. I really liked this movie. Damn. It was a lot of fun. Right? And it really was. It, it really was. Yeah, was. it was just enjoyable. It was entertainment. I really didn't want to. I they were like coming in and fixing our AC while I was watching it, and I was I really didn't want to pause it. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are really messing up the vibe, right? <laughs> but yeah, I was just I was into it. I liked. I'm I'm with you. Like I just can't think of anything that I didn't like. I actually feel like this is a movie that I would watch uh, multiple times. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, I don't know. It's just fun. Like, I I don't know any other way to explain this movie besides just saying it's just a fun movie. And and for that alone, I can't really fault it. Like, everything that happens in the movie just feels like it belongs in this universe. And, Mm -hmm. you know, normally I feel like I would take a look at, you know, the I'd be breaking down the dialogue or any of this. But because of the tone they went with i just don't care like i just had fun (laughs) um so yeah Yeah. five fives on fives on fives guys who would have guessed not me five leather jackets that's 10 leather jackets 10 leather jackets that's expensive that's That's a a new jacket for every day plus three (laughs) oh my god quick math Oh, um, Lord. You know, it's getting too late. We got to get up out of here. <laughs> oh, that got me. That one really got me. Okay, yeah, let me wrap it up. <laughs> Thanks, homies, for being here today. <laughs> um, yeah, let's hear your thoughts on Freaky. Please and thank you. Um, if you would like to discuss this movie, you can always reach out to us through our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you would like to send us an email, which you can also send requests, recommendations. (laughs) (laughs) It was the pause for me. It truly was the pause for me. Oh my god. Uh, DJ, can we run that? Let's run that part back. Um, requests, recommendations, and business inquiry. In, 
business, 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 business. Reach business out. Stuff. Reach out to the 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 email. It's homiesofhorror at gmail.com. Um let's see we do twitch as well um, if you would like to come and watch us play some horror video games or just chit chat sometimes we do watch parties i did not too long ago i did a goosebumps tier list where i ranked all of the goosebumps episodes so we just do kind of wacky fun stuff over there um if you guys wanted to come and hang out with us on twitch then you can find the link for that in our bios our social media bios um god y'all my brain i'm really have i'm really stumbling you're almost there you're almost there you got this this is wild wow my brain clocked out as soon as we finished the review Guys, if you're on Apple Podcasts um, and you would like to leave us a rating or a review, we would very much appreciate it. Uh, the more ratings and reviews we have, the more people will potentially get our get their eyes on our podcast. Um, so if you are able to and you would like to let us know how we are doing, what you're thinking of the show, et cetera, et cetera, um, then yes, please go into Apple and rate or review us through there. You did it. <laughs> That's everything? I think so. <laughs> that was everything. Oh, my gosh. Okay, homies. We made it. We did it. Uh, thank it's you for... It's way past our bedtime. It's <laughs> way past our bedtime. Thank you so much for dealing with us today. Um, and we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we will be seeing you when we see you, I guess. <laughs> Catch or you whatever. next time, homies. Bye. Oh, damn. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to let that run, but I had to sit in that <laughs> moment. I needed to hear that. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs>